This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live on a Monday morning. We're grateful to have you with us. Did you know that you can listen to Real Presence Live and any of the daily programs you hear on RPR via our app? Simply go to the App Store on your phone and search for Real Presence Radio. Once downloaded, Real Presence Radio is accessible anywhere you are, anytime. So if you don't have the RPR app yet, what are you, what are you waiting for? Go to your App Store right, right now and download it as you listen to our next interview. And that will be with Bishop John Folda. Uh, and I just wanted to let people know that you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Tim Buren. We're here at, Father Buren, your parish. St. Charles Borough Mail, right here in rural St. Charles, Minnesota. We welcome all of you. And uh, as I just mentioned, we're going to be speaking momentarily to Bishop John Folda, uh, Bishop of the Diocese of Fargo, North Dakota. And we're going to be talking about an, a topic that a lot of folks here a lot about, but maybe don't always understand what is an indulgence. And there's, it's particularly relevant right now because there are special indulgences for those suffering from COVID-19. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about right now. Well, first of all, welcome to the show, Bishop Folda. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be with you. And thanks again for joining us. We're no longer in the Easter octave, but we are still in the Easter season. We're going to be for a few weeks now. How is your Easter going so far? Well, it's been a little quieter than most of most Easter's and, and Holy Weeks are. You know, obviously, we haven't had the, the great crowds of people that we're used to seeing during those uh, Holy Days. And, and uh, so it's been very, very different. But on the other hand, I, I guess in some ways, I would say it's been uh, peaceful as well. So uh, there, there, there are payoffs with this, you know. So, Bishop, let's dive right into it. Uh, we had um, promoted this conversation that we were going to be having, and we know that a lot of people are anxious and interested in this particular topic. So uh, can we start out by defining what an indulgence is? Sure, sure. Um, an indulgence is well, what the Church calls the remission of the temporal punishment uh, that's due to sins that have already been forgiven in confession that or, or through perfect contrition so in other words uh, if if there's a consequence of a sin that we have committed uh, injustice that remains you know you, what you might call the effects of sin that punishment that that justice that we still owe is remitted by uh, the the act of the church by granting an indulgence so it's almost like forgiving a debt you might say um, except in a in a spiritual way, and the practice of of indulgences is something that's you know very closely tied to uh, the the church's uh, notion of penance and reconciliation with God. It really is a manifestation of of God's mercy uh, bestowed through the the ministry of the church, and so it's something that is misunderstood because it, it has kind of a uh, checkered history, you might say, in the life of the Church, and uh, and yet it's still a very, very beautiful um, blessing that the faithful can receive in their own spiritual lives. So uh, it's a very important um, act of, of God's mercy, and uh, we're, we're blessed to receive indulgences when we get that chance. 
Absolutely. It's important to remember that just because something or some doctrine is abused, it doesn't mean that it's invalid. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, when, when the uh, abuses happened back centuries ago, uh, it doesn't mean that we, the church, abandoned indulgences. Uh, but uh, I think maybe a refining of how we communicate what indulgences are. And we know that there are a couple of different types of indulgences. Can you elaborate on that? Well, they're, typically indulgences are divided up into what they call plenary and partial indulgences. The plenary indulgence is a full remission. Uh, the word plenary means fullness or full. And uh, so it's a full remission of whatever remaining uh, temporal punishment we might still hold or might still hold us, you might say. Uh, a partial indulgence is, is exactly what it describes. It's just a, that partial rem- remission. It's not the full remission that a plenary indulgence is. And there are different ways to obtain indulgences, different spiritual practices. Some of them are, you know, they require a little bit more of a commitment, and and some of them are, are very routine things that we can do. And so, again, they're divided into that full or, or partial category. Um, so I, it's, it's fairly simple that way. It used to, indulgences used to be labeled with a number, you know, a number of days, and that had to do not with, some people misunderstood that to mean that they, it meant number of days out of purgatory, so to speak, but actually it, it was almost an equivalence. It was, if it said something like 100 days indulgence, um, that was more of an equivalence to a number of days of penance that you would do. So, um, But a, a plenary indulgence is just a full remission, so I think that's the distinction you're probably you're probably thinking of. Now, with current events in the face of this pandemic, we know that Pope Francis uh, has granted some new indulgences. Could you uh, explain any of these for us? Sure, sure. He has bestowed a special indulgence for those who are uh, suffering from the coronavirus, those who have, have actually contracted the virus and uh, who are, you know, asking for God's Mercy in that case, he has also um, bestowed this indulgence to those who are quarantined because of the virus. You know, they may not actually be sick from it. You know, they might not be suffering from the illness, but they're quarantined. Um, also, healthcare workers and those who are uh, anybody who, who's caring for the sick in the case of this uh, coronavirus, the, the outbreak, the pandemic. Um, they themselves are, are exposed to the risk of uh, this contagion, this illness, and so they are also uh, eligible for the indulgence. And, and really, uh, anybody uh, who who applies themselves, who you know, really unites themselves to the uh, the spiritual life of the church, especially in this time of need, uh, can receive the indulgence. And of course, naturally, as as is always the case those who are at the point of death as well. So uh, the indulgence can be granted, you know, in a lot of different ways, um, you know, principally by just uniting themselves uh, to the, the mercy of God as it's manifested in the life of the Church. So, uh, you know, there's, there's various ways that this can be done, and I can get into that if, if you're interested in that as well. We're speaking this morning with Bishop John Folda of the Fargo Diocese here on Real Presence Live on a Monday morning. 
It's 48 minutes past the hour, and we're talking about indulgences, and specifically the special indulgences available for those suffering from COVID-19, the coronavirus pandemic, which has uh, really radically turned our world upside down in the past few weeks. And Bishop Folda, it sounds like the normal requirements for receiving an indulgence have been not turned upside down, but some of them have been either waived or altered. Is that right? Yeah, the the fact that we're in this time of um, social distancing, you know, when we don't have the opportunity to um, go to celebrate the sacraments in the ordinary way that we're accustomed to, um, has led the Holy Father to actually waive some of the requirements. You know, typically um, you're, a person receiving an indulgence is expected to uh, make a sacramental confession to you know confess sins and and to be forgiven for sins, but you know because that may not be possible, then that's waived to whenever it's possible that you can do it. In other words, as soon as possible, you know you try to receive the sacrament of reconciliation. Same way with receiving Holy Communion. Um, you know because people in this uh, particular time aren't free to receive communion as as normally as they would, um, that too is delayed, and, and the Holy Father has simply said that that should be completed as soon as possible. So um, there's no specific period of time that's required for that to happen, because this is all very open-ended. We don't really know when uh, you know the, the restrictions are going to be lifted and you know when it'll be uh, prudent or, or safe to uh, hold Masses and to, you know, uh, do the normal spiritual routine of the church, and so those conditions have been lifted, as you said, and and so that makes it very accessible for anybody, even you know if they're at home, uh, you know, recovering from the illness, if they're under quarantine, if they're caring for somebody who's ill, if they're a family member who's you know quarantined along with somebody else, so uh, so the in other words, the indulgence is made as available as possible. And another condition, of course, is that, you know, we would pray for the intentions of the Holy Father, and, uh, you know, that can be done anyway. So, you know, that, that condition remains, and, of course, a detachment, a spirit of detachment from ongoing sin. So, Part of the mystery of this beauty and, and understanding all of this and following this is that really in a, in a special way, in a unique way, where God is always at work, of course, is that uh, this is probably a very good time for pastors within their own uh, faith communities to really reteach um, and really re, re uh, you know, introduce, if you will, uh, the faithful to indulgences because of the beauty that is available at this time. What would you say about that, Bishop? Oh, I completely agree. I think, you know, indulgences are either not understood at all or they're misunderstood. And, uh, you know, people don't have an awareness of this means of of experiencing God's grace, His mercy, um, you know, the ability to to draw closer to Him, not only through the sacramental life of the Church, but just through our own personal devotional spiritual lives. And so, yeah, it's a it's a great opportunity for us to kind of um, bring back an understanding of the the Church's. Uh, the, the, this blessing given to the church through indulgences and the church's practice of of granting indulgences—it's you know 
contrary to what many people think, it's, it has nothing to do with, um, you know, a get-out-of-jail-free card, or it's, it's not any kind of money-making gimmick. It, it really has to do with drawing us closer to the life of our divine Savior uh, through His mercy. And uh, so I, I completely agree, Father. I think being able to share the, the beauty and the riches of this practice is, is going to be a great blessing to the faithful. Thank you. 53 minutes past the hour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilcom, along with Father Tim Buren. We're here at the Church of St. Charles Borromeo in St. Charles, Minnesota. Just a few more minutes here with Bishop John Folda on indulgences, and specifically those being offered for folks who are suffering from COVID-19 currently in this pandemic. And Bishop Folda, correct me if I'm wrong, but the indulgence is something that you don't necessarily have to be Catholic in order to receive. Uh, and this is something that I've, I think recently, just recently have been um, hearing about how, you know, we should tell our, even our non-Catholic friends about the opportunities that are present to receive the graces of an indulgence and just because something has been abused in the past, we shouldn't shy away from it, but we should bring it out in the open all the more. I'm thinking specifically, you know, for those who are not Catholic or who, who don't go to confession, who, who don't receive communi- Holy Communion, the uh, Divine Mercy indulgence that was just available yesterday, and uh, how you can make a spiritual communion and be make an act of contrition, and those would fulfill those conditions. Is, is that correct? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is. I think that uh, it's true that <clears throat> our brothers and sisters uh, who are not, you know, fully uh, united with us as Catholics in the in the life of the Church, they too, I mean, they can receive the blessing of these indulgences through their own uh, participation in the life of the Church in different ways. You used the example yesterday of the Divine Mercy devotion, the, the chaplets and that specifically is mentioned by our Holy Father. Um, you know, the other thing, too, is we can apply indulgences for the sake of others, too. You know, we can carry out the uh, uh, requirements of, of obtaining an indulgence on behalf of another person, and that person, too, you know, perhaps is not Catholic. And, and uh, you know, it presumes, of course, always, you know, a freedom from sin. It presumes a freedom from attachment to sin. So that, you know, that's something that we all have to strive for. Uh, and and the, the application, you might say, of an indulgence is something that really is a, an act of generosity. It's an act of charity that we can share with, with our brothers and sisters. So I think that there is a beauty to it. It really is a wonderful thing. It's just a, it's another way of praying for others, another way of interceding for others. And I think that... Uh, God's grace is, is very rich, very generous, very abundant, and there's so many ways that we can be uh, the recipients of that mercy. I know myself, Bishop Folda, when I think back on my life and how much I have sinned, and even though I may have been forgiven of those sins in sacramental confession, there remains that temporal punishment that I have to go through. It's like the, the analogy of a kid breaking a window. You, know, exactly. you could be forgiven for that, but you've got to pay for the window. Exactly. I, I, I think part of the great thing, the merciful element of indulgences, is that it's a f- so freeing 
that you are able to not only be forgiven, but but to have that weight lifted off of you, the the punishment, the dread of that punishment that's forthcoming, whether it be in this life or the next. Can you speak a little bit to that as well? Yeah, you know, I think you make a very good point. In all of our lifetimes, we we sin so often, and there is a debt to be paid. I mean, there there is a consequence to that sin, even though the guilt may be uh, forgiven through reconciliation. Um, there's still uh, a, a, a work of justice, a, a debt of justice that is owed, and the indulgence um, has the the power, you might say, to wipe that aside, to wipe it away. And um, it really is a freeing experience to know that not only are you free of guilt, but you're free of the, the specter of of any kind of punishment that's due for that sin. And our sins are are, you know, they're not minor. They're always offenses against God. And so when we realize that God so freely um, lifts any kind of uh, repayment that might be uh, owed for those sins, that's a great, great thing. And, and there's a great sense of liberation, spiritual liberation that comes with that. Um, and so you're right. I, I completely agree with you. And I think that's something, too, that our faithful need to understand as well. I think that uh, that's misunderstood or not understood at all. So, you know, just simple practices like, you know, making a, a visit to the Blessed Sacrament or praying the Rosary, praying the Divine Mercy Chaplet, uh, saying prayers for the Holy Father, these things can all um, bring us, you know, the possibility of this indulgence, this uh, freedom from the punishment due for sin. So it's a, it's a special thing. It's a beautiful thing. It's a great opportunity, yep. and unfortunately we're out of time here, but Bishop Folda, would you be able to, as we wrap up our interview, offer your apostolic blessing to us and those listening? I will be glad to, uh, as we continue this Easter season, as we continue to rejoice in the resurrection of Christ, we unite ourselves, our minds and hearts to our Lord. We also pray for our brothers and sisters who are struggling during this challenging time, and may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Bishop John Folda of the Diocese of Fargo, thank you so much for joining us on Real Presence Live. You're most welcome. Great to be with you. God bless you. God bless you. Up next, new books your children will love. We'll find out what you can expect this spring from Ignatius Press and Magnificat. Keep it right here. We have another great hour of Real Presence Live next with Vivian Drew Dudrell. <laughs> 